back to you, Ed Kirk, here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Friday, April 28th. Um, maybe so right now better known as a doomsday here in Toronto, Rob. I don't know what's going on with you and your household. Are you feeling the, the vibes in, in the city of Toronto after what went on last night? Or is this just, all right, it is what it is. Move forward now. I was hoping to join today, wear my Leafs cap, Leafs sweater, maybe my Matthews jersey. I would have worn a Leafs onesie on here. Instead, I got to wear this Vegas cap because they clinched last night, which honestly... <laughs> This is actually a true story. Friend of mine in Vegas, his name is Russ. Uh, we made a bet when Vegas was an expansion team. So first, they hadn't come into the league yet. Vegas is an expansion team. We made a $10,000 bet. This could be settled at any time. I have the Leafs to win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, for 10 k they obviously made the finals in that first year, which was a huge sweat for me, but now I'm sweating again because like, I think the Leafs are way better than Vegas, but Vegas is out in the West. They got Winnipeg in the first round. Um, I, I'm like, just what a depressing loss last night. You know, I had the game up while I was doing the NFL draft watch along as well. And I don't know what it is, but like, it, I, I honestly, I don't believe in curses, but every time the Leafs make the postseason, I just really wonder, like they cannot close out a series. They can't. And uh, the biggest problem for me last night was, I mean, they were fine. They, it was an okay game. Like it took them a while to get going. First period, they looked pretty lackluster. Yeah. But the what really bothers me uh, amongst like the casual hockey fan was like the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. But like it, it is broke a little bit. Like the, the games three and games four in Tampa Bay were not particularly good games for the Leafs. And yeah, they won. I get that. They won both games in overtime, but they basically won two coin flips. And you got to ask yourself, like, you have a player like Michael Bunting available. You have a player like Justin Hall, who's just been getting railroaded at even strength, not even even strength, all situations, just, the entire oh, yeah. series. And it would have been a prime opportunity, in my opinion, to bring in a Michael Bunting or Timothy Lilligren last night at home, trying to close out the series. Um, instead... They lose. Those guys will probably draw in, at least fingers crossed on Lilligren for sure, uh, in game six. And um, there's like even more pressure on the team now going out on the road. So I don't know. It's it's just the life of a Leafs fan. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm at a loss for words. But talent is there. Um, and again, and like this whole notion of like, Oh, the fourth line, you know, um, uh, Camp, Aston Reese, Lafferty, who I've been pretty critical of all series. Well, they're taking all the D zone starts, so their numbers are going to be worse. It's like, yeah, they are taking D zone starts, and then they get hemmed in the D zone. So, like, you might as well just put your best players out on the ice. Like, think about when Team Canada, USA, whoever picks their rosters for the Olympics or a big hockey tournament, right? I go all the way back to 1998, but in 1998, Team Canada picked Rob Zaminer to be on that team. And a lot of great players got left off because they're like, oh, Rob Zaminer can kill penalties and he can take, you know, he can play in his own end. And it's like, okay, who gives a shit? Play your best players. And <laughs> yeah. like, that's what we're at at this point right now. It's like, who cares? Okay, Lafferty, like Zach Aston Reese, mistake on the fourth goal yesterday. Puck goes right through his legs in the slot. And it's like, I don't just play your best players. Hawk, like hockey, yeah, you, you know, 
Sure, you want guys that are defensively reliable. You know when you don't have to be so defensively reliable? When you have the puck in the offensive end for the majority <laughs> of the game. So play your best players. Anyways, that's kind of my rant on uh, on yesterday. And uh, I, just, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, expect the worst, I guess. That way it's yeah. it's less painful. You know, <laughs> I... I, I I convinced myself that the Leafs were going to win last night, and that was that was a so mistake. did I. Yeah, yes, that was a mistake. So did I. But I mean, you're talking about fingers crossed that Lilligren slots into the lineup. I think for the mo- for the, like majority of Leafs fans right now, it's fingers crossed that Justin Hall is not in the lineup. They don't care who goes in there. It could be it could be a potato in in the lineup and in, in replacement of him. Uh, but you're looking at the lineup right now, and you look at his his series so far. 14 of 19 lightning goals he's been on the ice for 73 yep. percent of the lightning's goals that they've scored in this series he has been on the ice for uh look at last night and then with with sheldon keith and dec- decision making like moretto is sitting over there just cackling right now listening to this about about keith and decision making but david camp is on the ice with like three minutes left with the goalie pulled down a goal Yep. No offense to David Camp, but he's not the guy who's going to score that goal, and he's not the guy that you should probably be having out there. And again, it's like you said, just put the best players on the ice. Like, enough dilly-dallying around and overthinking this thing. Just put the best players on the ice. Uh, if, concerns. If you, you know, Sheldon Keefe, uh, I think, is at a bit of a co- coaching mismatch in this series, personally. I'm a big John Cooper fan. I think he does a lot of things right, including the way he handles post-game. And just like what he's able to get out of his team generally on a night-to-night basis. If Keefe is very attached to Justin Hall, if you don't want to take Justin Hall out of the lineup because you want him to kill penalties, fine. You have to go 11-7 and you have to put Timothy Lilligren in to play at even strength. And I think that's probably the best decision. I think Bunting and Lilligren go in and you just get rid of your fourth line. You literally take out your Zach Aston Reese, Sam Lafferty. You can keep Camp in there if you need a, a, a face off for another guy uh, to kill penalties. But that's what I would do. I would move Bunting up into the top six. I'd drop Kerfoot down uh, to Camp level, rotate them on a shift every now and then with a Nylander or a Marner or something like that. Um, but, anyways, it's, it's, it seems like doomsday. The Leafs are up 3 2 in the series. And again, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it back. If you ask the Leafs fan before the series, it'll be game six and you're up 3-2 on Tampa. Every Leafs fan would take that. So we'll take it right now. Like you just look at the other scenario, the Devils are in the same spot, up 3-2. But it feels so much more positive or optimistic for the Devils because of the manner in which they're up 3-2. And we just kind of got to forget about that for a second. So it is what it is. There's more games to be played, game yeah. six, possibly game seven. But yeah, it's, I, I you know, th- this was the problem when Dubis traded. I made all these trades at the deadline. My initial reaction was, okay, I like this, but there's a decent chance that Keefe is going to mess this up. And when the Shen trade happened, you, you, you can't play Shen and Hall together in the same lineup, in my opinion. Um, and Shen has proven that he's much more reliable in the playoffs yeah. than Justin Hall is. So you ride him, you put Lilligren back in. That's my two cents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I see his comment here from So Money. He says, Ultimate slaying of the dragon is after Max Payne. Game seven OT, when you guys are a mess on the floor. 
so money this is like absolutely what i do not need that's what i don't want <laughs> i i don't know if <laughs> i could watch that over time i honestly might turn off the tv if it's there i'm just like i don't think i and my heart can actually take that again it was bad enough watching a game seven last year that didn't go to overtime never like yeah. I, I i could not deal with that i don't need that I don't need that. Um, but yeah, uh, Leech's here saying uh, Hall just playing in a spot way over his head is worse than Lilligren making some bad mistakes. I, I don't know what it is that has to change, but it's just that guy can't be in the lineup again, Rob. I think you're right in terms of him and Shen can't be in at the same time because down the stretch, though, part of it too was like Hall was playing physical and then was like, okay, you're going to do all these things, close gaps, step up on guys as they cross the line, and that has all just gone out the window. It's like he tricked everybody pulled the mask off the scooby-doo mask once he got to the playoffs and was like huh it's me again and then now he's playing his normal ways he picks the wrong times to be physical like look at the first goal yesterday for tampa where he steps up it's a three on two at center ice he steps up to try to make a hit it missed like whiffs basically on the hit turns into a big odd man rush like i i, I think he, we have a sample of five games now it's pretty small but the guy has been destroyed at even strength in this series. He's played 92 minutes for the Leafs in this series. His expected goal share at even strength is 34.4%. At even strength, when he is on the ice, Tampa Bay scores at a rate of 7.2 goals per 60 minutes. Like, this is unheard of. It's You, you, you can't have it happen anymore. Um, it's – anyways – yeah. Hopefully they make the changes. I, I understand Sheldon Keefe has to defend him after the game. Internally, listen, we look at these publicly available metrics, and I'm willing to admit that there's the teams probably have better metrics on players and a better understanding of the players than the actual fans do. But I watch the games too. It's been long enough, and uh, it's time to get bu – like the bunting one was just absurd to me. It's like people just forget – about the, like the guy's success in the right. And that's like, oh, he's a wild card. He can take a penalty at any time or whatever. And it's like, it's it's like a um, different player, but it's like the Nazem Kadri situation just going through my head one more time. Like the, the revisionist history on Leafs fans with Kadri is like everyone was upset to see him go when he got traded. It was the complete opposite. That playoffs, it was like Kadri has to go, huge liability, never know what he's going to do in the playoffs, could get suspended, he could do this. It's like, well, guess what? The guy is a great player, and that comes with it. Like That negativity comes with him, but he goes on, wins a, a Stanley Cup in Colorado, and then all the Leafs fans are like, oh, I should have never got rid of him, never should have traded Kadri. It's like everyone wanted him out at that time. Like you, you can't have it one way or another. It's the same with Bunting. Like Bunting's not the same player as Kadri, but he can score. He can put the puck in the net. Generally speaking, when he's on the ice, the puck is in the offensive zone. Now you can say he's played with great line mates all year, but guess what? He elevates those lines. You 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 replace Bunting on that line with Kerfoot, for example, which they tried for a while, and that doesn't work. So just play your best players. That's all it comes down to. All right. Enough Leafs talk here. We've gone mm -hmm. through the first third of the show talking about the Leafs so we'll go on, move on here and talk about the games for tonight give out some best bets maybe we can take a little preview at some of the games tomorrow and see if there's anything that stands out uh doesn't necessarily have to be anything locked in but it can be uh just looking ahead at, at some of the early lines that we're looking at so yesterday's bets in terms of how we did yesterday where you can see all of these here on the bet stamp app in the find better section as Edgework HQ 
had ourselves a uh, a decent day yesterday. Twenty one percent ROI. We lost the over five and a half. Mm-hmm. Rob, you know what they call that one in the Vegas Winnipeg game? Eh? Lost, lost by, the, by hook. the hook. There you uh, go. Painful. Uh, but other than that, go two and one on the day. We get the under six and a half in the Leafs Lightning game, as well as William Carlson over one and a half shots on goal, in which we won by the hook. So you know, mm-hmm. gambler giveth and gambler taketh away. So. You can see all the picks from the playoffs so far this year in the BetStamp app, which you can find on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And you can find us specifically in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So you can see our progress for the entire season, how we've done this year, what we've bet, when we've bet it, how much we've bet on everything. You can track all of that in the BetStamp app. And one way that helps us out here, I mean, I'm looking at some of these, uh, some of the bets that we had placed over the last week or so. There was a couple times where we were getting some numbers that uh, were widely available, but different books didn't have them, whether it be the prices or whether it be the totals in the games. And honestly, the easiest way to win as as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today, iOS, Android, as well as you can sign up on the web. If you are looking to sign up for a new sports book here, one that you see up on the screen that you don't yet have, Make sure to go over to betstamp.app slash edgework when you do so, or you can click the link that's in the description of this stream, this video, this podcast, however you're consuming this show right now, you can find it in the description. Every time you sign up using that page, it does help support the show. So we do appreciate that. And as anyone says, uh, as anyone in the chat sees so many say uh, on a regular basis, if you are watching right now and you haven't hit that like button, smash it smash the like button takes two seconds to do so so smash that like button and hit subscribe here to the channel but rob just quickly before we get uh get get going here you see jordan mosel one morgan riley first Ooh. goal by the hook nice yep. insight lost matthew nice uh, by the hook so, yeah that's uh, tough Ooh, it's tough. tough it happens yeah <laughs> every now and then i play take an nba player to go over half a three-pointer they finish with zero hook. Used by the hook. All we needed was that one. We just needed that one. Unbelievable. <sighs> Hate to see it. Hate to see it. All right, let's get to the games here tonight. We got four games, um, four elimination games here, that is. So we'll start with the Carolina Hurricanes-New York Islanders game. This is one that I will be watching. Uh, we see we saw a friend of the show here who was on the uh, the series previews for the Islanders Canes, Michael Leboff, him and Moretto, they're all excited. They're they're double cheering. You got the Leafs losing games, so they're all hyped up about that. The Islanders winning games, tweeting out water in the basement. So uh, just a bunch of happy fellows those guys are as the Islanders find a way to claw back in that series, avoid elimination, making it three to two. Now, here you are back at home, minus 113 for the Isles in this game here tonight, Rob. Is this what you would have expected to see out of them in this game? Like, it's a very coin flip type game. Injuries, either side, the way the Islanders are playing right now, minus 113. Does that seem right to you? It does. I I honestly really wanted to bet the Islanders today, but I wanted to do it if they were getting plus money at home. And they're not here. Um, A few things to talk about. So this is like in relation to all of the games that are happening here. But as the series goes on, home ice advantage actually diminishes. So we're in uh, game six of this series right now, but with each passing game in over a course of a series, home ice advantage gets smaller and smaller and smaller. 
Part of that is also to do with the penalties and how they're called over the course of a series. Typically speaking, you get your most penalties early on in the series, and that comes, um, let's say the away team gets penalized more often than not. There's like a built-in home bias, and as the series goes on, there's less penalties. Um, so that's kind of drags down home ice advantage. And because of that, it also drags down scoring. So just get that out of the way. I, I like the Islanders here um, in terms of like subjectively speaking, I think that they're going to win. I priced this game at Islanders minus 109. So I don't really have an edge here, which is looking why I was looking at plus 100. But there is a player prop that I do like here. Um, and that's related to if, if anyone has watched me on Fridays this year on edge work doing Islanders games, uh, it's been one guy that I like to bet as an anytime goal scorer, and I think he's pretty mispriced in tonight's game. That's Anders Lee for the New York Islanders. So Anders Lee, line one, Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzal, power play one. It's very, very rare you are going to find prices of plus 277 at Pinnacle, plus 275 score bet, 280 Batano um, on guys that are line one, power play one. And obviously, Anders Lee struggled with shooting this year, uh, shooting percentage lower than his career average. But you look at the playoffs, you look at the guys who are playing tonight, he's right up there in terms of individual expected goals and what he's been able to generate over the course of the playoffs. Five games, he's generated 2.53 individual expected goals. That's a half expected goal per game. He's only scored one time in the entire series. So I think he's kind of due for some positive regression. Again, for those who watch this regularly, I mean, this might be the last game of the year for the Islanders, so maybe we don't have a chance to bet this again. But um, I would be looking at this for both Game 6 and Game 7. Anders Lee, anytime goal scorer. And because of the price, I don't want to risk a full unit here, so we'll go half a unit. Um, but I, I think this is a pretty solid bet. I, I think a lot of those books that are out there are in the like plus 220 range. I think that's closer to what the actual price should be. So where would you play this to, Rob, if people are out there looking? You're seeing a variety of different prices. I mean, I, I'm pulling up here. I'm seeing 277, 280, yep. like you said, 240. Would you like? Would you be comfortable at 240? Is that too close to where it maybe should be? Uh, there's obviously some books here that aren't listed for the goal scorer props, so people can still look around and find on different books that they might have yep. and be able to find a different price. Where would you kind of be comfortable playing this one to? So I wouldn't play the FanDuel or the Bet99 number, but anything else on the board there is justifiable. But obviously adjust your unit size based off the number you're getting. So if you right. do have access to that Pinnacle price in Ontario, if you are in Ontario, I would highly suggest that you do have Pinnacle as one of your sports books. And you could sign up through uh, betstamp.app slash edgework as well as Zach mentioned earlier. But uh, that price, you probably want to take a little bit more on that considering you're getting a great number plus 220 diminish the price um right. but yeah I, I i i think that anders lee has been around at this series for those who've watched i've watched a lot of this series he's he's in there he's getting chances eventually one is going to come also i'll just say this for the chat here just because i feel like everyone in the chat helps each other out at different points here jordan pointing out that the blue book that was up on the screen has mm -hmm. listed in the different section over 0.5 goals yes. rather than ATG goals, plus 290. Different market. Uh, yeah. Yes. So uh, take a look around for those. <laughs> but yeah, just point that out for people. All right, so no plays now, and I think the Islanders are going to win. I don't know. For my own mental well-being, I don't know if this is the best thing for, for us to have happen because we're going to have Moretto 
all over us, Rob, if this goes sideways. Um, but but I, I want the island, like there, there's a little bit of a, a hammer betting network rivalry here. So for those that don't know, Joey Kanish, one of our content creators on, on oh, the Hit yeah. the Books channel, he's a, he, he, he moves for some different people who bet hockey and they, they took the Carolina series price. So, and I know Moretto took the Islanders. So uh, I want the Edgework crew to come out on top. Yeah, I'll swallow. My, I hate the Islanders, but I'll swallow my pride and uh, have them win around if it means that Moretto gets the upper hand on Kanish. Yeah, that's the lesser of two evils. There is is Moretto winning and chirping us, then having instead of having Kanish winning and chirping all of us. So right. yeah, that's the way to go about this. All right, next game here, Florida Panthers hosting the Boston Bruins here tonight, game six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Panthers were a team that was essentially written off ahead of the series. So Money joked about it yesterday, saying that uh, when he was looking at this one ahead and doing the preview, he said Bruins in three. He had basically wiped this one off the slate and thought, you know, the Bruins are going to take care of business. Now, in terms of what you're looking at here with the Leafs, where people are getting concerned about individual little things, I'm starting to see that creep out in Boston. We saw people ahead of the game the other night on Wednesday. I was seeing at least Boston media kind of getting worried about, do we play Allmark here? At what point do you go to Swayman? Now, after the way things unfolded in Game 5, that panic elevated a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're not here to necessarily talk about panic. We're here to talk about betting on these games. But, I mean, Rob, Boston's still heavily favored, minus 172. Do they have any reason to be panicked here? Do you still think Boston closes this, closes this one out cleanly? How do you kind of expect this to go down? And then would you be willing to get behind any of these prices looking at minus 172 on the Bruins tonight on the road? I cannot bet the Bruins at this price or any of the prices on the board. And granted, this series, I mean, it's 3-2 Boston, but let's call it out for what it is. The Bruins have pretty much railed the Panthers for the majority of this series. Um, Last game, Sergei Bobrovsky stole a game, which is not something that I would have expected to be saying when we started the playoffs so far. Overall, Boston's the better team. But the amount of variance and randomness in the postseason and just like a couple bounces going one team's way or another, Mm -hmm. um, I I, I couldn't get out in front of this price. What I do like is a player prop again in this game. uh, It's related to Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand, uh, regular season, I don't want to say that he like, he's not a coaster. That's not what I mean to say, but he's more of like a team guy in the regular season. You'll see a lot of games where he has like lower shots on goal. He's just kind of out there for for a skate and I don't want people to misconstrue that it's just like this is the playoffs now and every game is that much more important and Marchand has matchup nightmares like he is a matchup nightmare for every single Panthers defenseman they cannot contain him he has so much open space in the series for anyone who's been watching basically dominating offensive zone time he puts a lot of pucks at the net because he knows it's the playoffs and like one of these random ones can go in so you'll see him shoot from all sorts of random spots on the ice and i think his shots on goal prop it's pretty heavily juiced towards the over at two and a half but honestly i don't think it's anywhere close to enough so the canby books are minus 156 bet rivers uh unibet north star bets if you're in ontario as well uh, there's some other books out there that were minus 165 DraftKings playable, minus 167 Botano playable. DraftKings will be widely available to anyone who's watching this stream across North America. I think all those numbers are good. Honestly, this price should be closer to minus 200 on the over two and a half. Don't typically love 
um, risking or, or betting this high juice, but Marshan's going to have a lot of space available to him as he has for this entirety of this series. The Panthers' defense just isn't very good, and uh, I, I like this quite a bit. So um, play the Marshand over on shots on goal. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll lock that in. Um, are you concerned at all about Bruins goaltending? Do you think they have a right to be concerned about what's going on there? And then kind of if what, what do you do there if you're looking at this like, okay, Olmark has been a little bit shakier in the playoffs. I'm not going to say he's been shaky, mm-hmm. but a little bit considering what you saw out of him as a Vesna guy in regular season essentially. And then you're kind of looking at this like, okay, at what point do you go to swim and do you play them as a tandem? Like how do you handle that goalie situation? I wouldn't want to have to make that decision. Honestly, I think it's a tough one. Regardless, I do think that they will be fine or should be fine. I think yeah. Allmark is also taking like a really bad like th- that that the the final goal for the Panthers where Allmark basically just like made a bad clear. To me, yeah. I I grew up I, I played defense growing up uh when I played hockey. And uh who was it, it was Grizzlick skating back there. Grizzlick cost them that goal more than Allmark did. Because as a defenseman, when you're skating back and the goalie is getting out behind the net, you have to give him a passing outlet on one of the sides, period. That's like defense 101. Once you see your goalie come out there, you got to give him an outlet pass. And Grizzlick skated directly at the puck for some reason, which (laughs) caused the turnover to happen. So listen, like I would go back to Allmark probably. And honestly, if they lost tonight, I would probably play Allmark in game seven too. Just because I think that he's earned it. He's had a great regular season. I think people are going a little bit overboard with him, yeah. like costing them the series and costing them games right now. But if they were to go to Swayman, I don't hate that either. Like, I think they have two very capable options. So I'm, not, I'm gladly not the one that has to be put in that position. Um, it's not necessarily like a Skinner Campbell type of situation because both mm-hmm. these guys are, are really capable. And that to me, like, there's, you can go either way and probably still get get a, a result and, and pull out this series. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think I would go back to Allmark for game six. Okay, last thing before we get off this game. Uh, MH Albany here asking, would you play the over three and a half plus 130 on Marshawn there? Yes. Okay, Yep. there you go. Um, all right, moving on. Yes, there you go, Eric saying, everyone liked the stream, Rob giving out gems. Yes, everyone liked the stream. Not enough people have liked the stream right now. I mean, there's only about a third of the people watching who have hit the like button. So if you are watching, you haven't hit it, hit that like button here. Uh, help support the channel. And if you haven't hit subscribe, please make sure to do so. Rob, let's go to a game that you have a couple of bets in here tonight. That would be the Minnesota Wilds. At home, taking on the Dallas Stars here tonight, looking to avoid elimination. Dallas winning the last two games, 3-2, 4-0. Minnesota, uh, well, if you ask their fans, they're getting robbed by the referees. That's why they've. That's why they're losing in this series. But if you're watching the games, I think a lot of this has to do with just the level of play from Dallas and how good they've been in getting, uh, getting themselves, Minnesota getting themselves caught in some dumb situations, putting themselves shorthanded in some of those spots but what would you be looking at here in this game tonight because i know you're looking at two different things so let's start with the total of the game and i mentioned this earlier i I like the under in this in this game and and it's actually been played at a uh pretty fast pace um this series but there's not a ton of open ice available um a lot of the goal scoring or a lot of the opportunities in this series have come on power plays overall now listen 
there's something that's concerning in this game, and I want to let everyone know that I have accounted for it, but I will just point it out. Minnesota is a very early goalie pull team, and this is an elimination game for them. So you, I, I don't want to get into a situation where the Stars are up a couple goals because Minnesota's probably pulling with like six or seven minutes left in that case. But yeah. I simulate this out, and I run this type of stuff, and it's part of my projection on the game. I think that there's very little space in this series overall. I think the penalty calls will go down, especially since penalties have influenced this series, especially the Felino stuff. It's kind of like a talking point. I really do think only the most important stuff is called tonight um, as we get on in these series. That's typically the cases in game six and game seven. Two good goaltenders. I'm crossing my fingers that Gustafson goes again. We don't have confirmation on that. I don't think they will turn to Flurry because they did that in game two and that worked out very poorly for them. But if it's Gustafson, Ottinger, I really like the under here. You put showed all the prices on screen. I would basically play this all the way up to my cutoff is minus 137. Um, so we got most of the sports books in range right now with the exception of FanDuel. So lots of options out there. Standard unit play as uh, I think that this should be priced around minus 143 or so on the under five and a half. Okay, so lock that one in as our first bet. Uh, and a full unit on that in the under five and a half, minus 129. You see uh, 130, 132, and Rob's saying good up to 137. So keep an eye out for those. I do see here 130 on uh, DraftKings available as well. So you can get right in that range of where we're playing this one as well. Um, and Rob, there's another play that you were looking at in this game tonight. What, what would that be? Yeah, it's a player prop. I know it's a little bit counterintuitive to bet a player to score a goal when we're taking an under, but I do think that this guy is, is in a sense, due. He's played 90, not 94 minutes in the series so far, um, generated 2.2 2. 2 expected goals, uh, but his ice time's been on the increase, obviously because of the situation with their lineup. It's second-line center for the Dallas Stars, Wyatt Johnston. Uh, not known as like a traditional great goal scorer, but he's playing alongside... Evgeny Dadanov and Jamie Benn on both wings. If you've watched these games, he's been very frisky. He's been in and around the net. Now, the price will tell you, um, obviously, that this is a long shot, and it is. But if you get 3-1 to one or better on Wyatt Johnston to score a goal, I think it's very live tonight. And again, same thing as Anders Lee. I would probably go back to this for Game 7 if nothing changes. Now, remember... Uh, we do not expect Pavelski to be in the game. Technically, he is listed as a game-time decision, but just reading the tea leaves, it seems like he's more likely back for Game 7 than Game 6. And maybe you want to hold off on betting this until last minute, and that's perfectly fine. You risk losing the number a little bit on a player prop just to make sure that Pavelski is not in the lineup. But for us, this is we don't have the luxury. We're doing a show at 11 a.m. So I'm just giving you the information and arming you with what you need to potentially make a bet. But I like Wyatt Johnston as a long shot to score a goal tonight. We got you muted here, Zach. Oh, no. Zach's mic has come undone, just like the Leafs in Game 5 last night. Unreal. Uh, I'll carry the load here for a while. I'm a seasoned media professional as well. Um, as as There we go. I, we can, I can hear you clicking around now again good yeah we're good i gotta fix this thing man this is this happened yesterday during the show too and russ did the same thing he's like zach i think you're muted and he's like 
wait, maybe it's me. And then he just kept going and he's like, I'll take over. And he just ran with it. But I don't know what's happening. This has happened to me. Like this started this week. Sorry, yeah. guys. I, I got to fix this. I apologize, everyone. Um, I was asking unit size on this one, Rob. Um, so I, the same, same thing with the Anders Lee. So we'll, we'll end up betting two player props tonight and we'll go half a unit each on them. So if we lose, we're down a unit. If we win one of the two, then we're, we're up and we're laughing. But, uh, those are the two guys. I mean, I I've watched a lot of playoff hockey. I, I love it. I'm very in tune with these games and, um, I, I check, you know, I checked that you watch the game. For- so the chat doesn't have to. Well, I mean, I, I, they should watch the games too. It's freaking good. These are like some really good games that are happening in the playoffs here. But yes, I mean, that would be the great way to promo it. Uh, but for me, you know, I, I check numbers first. I'm an analytics guy first. And then it's like, does it match what I'm seeing with my eyes? And with a couple particular players, I think that they're both very live. All right, one final game here. Seattle Kraken with an opportunity to eliminate the Colorado Avalanche here tonight at home. Wow, I would not have expected this ahead of ahead of the series just in terms of not necessarily that Seattle couldn't win this, just more in terms of how this has played out, some of the drama that's unfolded around the avalanche here. But you look at Seattle at home tonight with an opportunity to finish this series plus 135. Would you be looking to maybe get behind the Kraken here tonight? Uh, is this a little too much? Would you be looking maybe at a total? Like how would you want to get involved in this game tonight if you were to get involved? Oh, it's definitely total, and I, I, I will bet the total in this game. Uh, I like the under six here as well. Obviously, Kale McCarr is back in, but Nachushkin seems unlikely again for Colorado. Uh, Jared McCann still doubtful for Seattle. There is not a ton of open ice in this series either, but f- most important for me, I've been pretty pleasantly surprised with uh, the performance of Philip Grubauer in this series. He's been a lot better than I expected overall, um, and... Seattle plays like a pretty devastating style in terms of collapse in front of the net. Don't give up too much. They have a very deep forward and defensive group. Now they're not star players by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a lot of depth there that really causes problems for this avalanche lineup that is top heavy, but doesn't have that depth. So personally, uh, I like the under in this spot. I'm just looking at my fair price in it so I can tell you, I think we're good to go all the way to minus 125 on the under here. There are some books that are offering plus money on the under five and a half. I actually like those as well. I wouldn't play the DraftKings under five and a half at minus 105, but FanDuel plus 106, ProLine plus and Ontario plus 110. Those are all good as well. I know people generally think because it's an elimination game, you're going to see way more open nets. There's more shots at the open net and this and that. This has been debunked for a long time now. And the reality is that these games just play a lot tighter with less power plays. And obviously, you know, it could be wrong on a single game basis. But right now, I don't believe that the market adjusts these totals enough for games, even five, six and seven. You know, I, I heavily lean towards the overs in the early part of the series and the unders later part of the series. And that's been kind of a successful path for me in in recent years and i'm going back with it again so and looking at this series in particular it's been a fairly low scoring series for the most part their chances are hard to come by a lot of what colorado's generated has been like a big play breakaway here and there where it's been like a defensive mistake for seattle but i expect this to be tight and the kraken one thing about them 
if you do watch the home, if you've watched the home games in this series so far, they almost play their home games like it's a road game for them. Like, you know, they're not putting on a show for the crowd or anything like that. It's very much get it in, cycle, beat the other team down, take some time off the clock. There's not a ton yeah. of high danger chances defensively in their own zone. They're fine to just kind of collapse around the net, block a bunch of shots for Grubauer. So, uh, it's like I, the I, Islanders in Carolina, kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then insight in the chat, uh, by the way, this narrowly missed my my card as well. But I do like the Jaden Schwartz over on shots on goal. I think Rusty Bill played this this morning um, on the Betstamp app. And I was looking through it just a little bit outside of my, my price threshold at which I would play it. But I do heavily lean uh, that way as well. Okay, so take a look at those uh we'll lock in the under in this game here and if you do want to hear rob talk a little bit more about betting on the playoffs you can find that on the circles off show that was released yesterday at 4 p.m where rob and johnny broke down playoff betting adjusting during a series adjusting during uh playoff predictions as rounds go on so make sure to check that out as well but uh rob uh alex grage here asking any preference on under six minus 120 or under five and a half plus 105 ish so if this was a regular season game, I like the the under five and a half better. But because this is game six elimination and you do have the goalie pull scenarios, which are a little bit more uh, aggressive, I would say, I would prefer the under six because now you need seven goals to lose your bet, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. So personally, I, I like that under five and a half price better in a lot of scenarios. But for this game in particular, I like the under six minus 120 better um and and that's just kind of marginal okay um and uh yeah so make sure to check out circles off make sure to check out uh, the bet stamp app here for all the picks that we've given out throughout the playoffs we will go through and recap everything from today here rob before we do that quickly we're looking at a couple games tomorrow night or three games tomorrow night toronto tampa new jersey new york edmonton la I'll pull up the odds here up on screen for everyone to take a look at. But is there anything that's jumped out to you to you so far in terms of what we're seeing things listed at for tomorrow? Anything that you would have any interest in right now? First and foremost, um, Edmonton LA under is something that stands out to me. Uh, I know we've seen some high scoring games in the series, but again, this is listen. I'm not. This is not to say Edmonton can't score at even strength because they can. But when you get into a game six where it's going to be a little bit more tight whistled, you negate what Edmonton does best. And that's like this historically good power play. So for that yeah. reason, honestly, I can make an argument for all the unders tomorrow again, just as I can today. On top of that, I kind of like the road teams tomorrow, in particular Toronto and New Jersey. I don't say that as a Leafs fan. I say that as someone who just thinks that the Leafs should be priced a little bit higher than this based off of lineup changes that I expect them to make. I'll wait to see that happen, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. In terms of New Jersey, New Jersey in the first two games of this series, uh, they didn't play well, but they also shot 0% at even strength. And now you're seeing (laughs) what happens when they can finally start not shooting 0%. The third period last night for the Devils against the Rangers was extremely dominant when they closed out that game. Uh, I, I think the Devils, that's too much of a price. Uh, too much of a take back there on New Jersey. So, um, you know, I haven't run finalized numbers. And and for those who are watching kind of the way that it works is 
I'll, I'll do lineups at the end of tonight or someone else will do lineups for me and I'll get a finalized number. But early leans would definitely be towards Toronto, New Jersey, and all three unders in the other games. And uh, there you go, Connor, saying it was always uh, Devils in six. Or <laughs> I, I have a Devils in seven ticket. I I just don't think it's going to get there, but that's my, uh, you know, it, whatever. I guess play, play Devils tomorrow as a hedge on the Devils in seven, I guess, and then watch the Rangers win both games and lose both bets. That's kind of the story <laughs> of my life right there. <laughs> okay, and last question before I wrap this one up here. MH Albany, if you could guarantee yourself a tiny profit, would you buy out of Leafs minus one and a half series spread? So the the key word for me in that is tiny profit. So this means that you probably don't have a ton down on this altogether. Typically speaking, you know, if you're gonna buy out of the buy out of a bet, you kind of wanna have good value on the other side in order to do so, right? Like I'm not a big believer in hedging and this is a personal preference. Everyone can bet however they want to bet. Some people like to guarantee themselves money. To me, I like to make as many plus EV bets as possible. And over time, you realize that expected value. Every time you're hedging a bet, you're kind of reducing your EV because most time you're hedging with something that's not an actual edge, if that makes sense to people out there. So for me, uh, I would just ride it out. I mean, you're in a good position. You have Leafs minus one and a half series of games of pick them tomorrow. Like you're you're at a coin flip right now. Hedging's for landscaping. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hedging is for gardeners, as my uh, as my buddy Cam Stewart used to say. Still says. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the picks that we have here today. We'll recap those quickly and then wrap this thing up. So. Uh, I will say unit sizes as well as prices played at, and we'll go through all of these here. You can find these all at the very end of every show. So thank you to everyone who tuned in here today and stuck it out to the end to see the recap. Starting with the first game here tonight, the Carolina Hurricanes, New York Islanders. We're going to go with Anders Lee, anytime goal scorer, plus 277. We'll put a half unit on that one there. Anders Lee, anytime goal scorer, plus 277 for a half unit. And then in the Boston, Florida game, we're looking at Brad Marchand over two and a half shots on goal, minus 156. Uh, full unit there. Brad Marchand over two and a half shots on goal, minus 156. And then we have in Dallas, Minnesota, Wyatt Johnson, anytime goal score, plus 330 for a half unit. Uh, so Wyatt Johnson, anytime goal score, plus 330 for a half unit. And Rob, you said you could potentially wait and see Pifelski news and see if he's coming back, but you'd likely lose this number or lose out on some of this number. The player prop market doesn't move as fast. I mean, honestly, who's moving the player prop market is probably this show. Most of the time we give out a right. pick and then people go out and bet it and it moves. So, I mean, you, you always have to be worried about your bet timing, but yeah, I mean, the, the value is, is sort of lost if Pavelski ends up in this lineup. Um, right. You just kind of lose, you lose probably a couple minutes for Wyatt Johnson, which is not the end of the world, but it's enough to, to, to kill the value on the play. Okay, and sticking in Dallas, Minnesota, we're also looking at the under 5.5 minus 129 for a full unit there. So in Dallas, Minnesota, we're taking Wyatt Johnson anytime goal score plus 330 and the under 5.5 minus 129. And then final play for the night in Colorado, Seattle, under 6 minus 112 for a full unit. Colorado, Seattle, under 6 minus 112 for 
full unit play there. So those are all the picks for tonight. If you do want to see how these go, how we uh, have done throughout the playoffs, how we've done throughout the entire season this year, you can find us in the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. Currently up, Rob, on the season. 4.2% ROI, 37.1 units this year on a 374, 411, and 12 records. So tons of plays this year, and we've been doing pretty well. And this is all real, third-party verified. Like, you know, I don't want to get after other people, but there's lots of people who claim the records, and then you do a quick dive through, and you realize, oh, these lines weren't actually available, or they released something after the game already steamed, or this is just a falsity. So all third-party independently verified. It's been a pretty solid year for this crew. Yeah, and this doesn't even include Todd's uh, fired-out penalty minute props that he's been throwing out over the last like two weeks uh, because, yes, as we said, we did not, not uh, verified, so not adding those in either. But thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Rob, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know that this was a little bit painful for both of us having to come on here and relive what went on last night, but... It is what it is. I know we got the So Money Mojo behind us here going into Game 6. Uh, we've got the support from uh, probably the majority of the chat, I think, they are coming on here. And I also want to just quickly shout out anybody who was... Uh, or anybody here from the Edgework show that comes into the Leafs Digest chat. Last night I was on the stream. A couple people from the, uh, from the Edgework show were in there in the chat so i know specifically jeremy Kahn was giving us early uh early support okay. trying to help make sure everyone felt a little bit better in there just saying it's gonna be okay it ended up not being okay last night but in general so thank you guys for the support there across on that channel as well like does a neutral not want to watch the leafs in the next round like how many times do we have to watch tampa bay before we're like we're done watching this team give us leafs give the people leafs bruins it's what needs to happen. Like, let's just get it done. <laughs> if so, money says if the Leafs can't win with the mojo, it's never happening. Yeah, that may be true. So, money may be true. All right, well, for everyone who tuned in here today, if you haven't hit that like button, please make sure to do so before you leave. If you haven't subscribed here to the channel, you can do that as well. Take two seconds. Just smash the like button. Hit subscribe here on the channel. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Greatly appreciate it. Good luck on your bets here tonight. We'll see everyone back here Monday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for any plays that might come out tomorrow if we have any that we like. But for now, good luck on your bets tonight, this weekend, and go Leafs go.